You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. I got to share something real quick. Um, might be because I'm the, like the Pathfinders guy. We actually teach people that being in business is a God thing. You can do anything for God. What I'm saying is do anything that's in your heart, just do it for him. <laughs> and so as you were leading us in communion, I had the picture. I'm, I'm telling you, I saw it as clear as day. I saw the thorn, the thorns around Jesus's head. And, and, uh, and I was kind of processing that. And he was showing me at that time that the thorns, he wore the thorns to break the curse that was in the ground. Remember, the ground was cursed. When the ground is cursed, it's not productive. It doesn't work. And as, as you were sharing communion, I just felt God says, I want a co-union with you in being productive in the earth. I've actually created the soil to work for you. I've created life to function and be fruitful and productive. If you really want to know how to bring God glory in the earth, it's not just through worship and praise. It's actually by being fruitful. Go and bear fruit, and that's how you bring God glory. The problem for a lot of us is, for whatever reason, our soil has been off a little bit. For whatever reason, the word of the Lord's good, the word of the Lord's powerful, but when it hits this heart, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Why isn't it producing fruit? Tonight, we're going to talk about uh, how God works on soil. Soil is always representative of our heart. Okay, and I'll tell you something, he created your heart to work. But all of us are capable of having a broken heart, a hard heart, a calloused heart, an injured heart, a wounded heart, a cold heart, a small heart. All of us within ourselves have the ability to have a good heart or a bad heart. And what I've discovered in God is he's always after my heart. Every major thing in the kingdom of God hinges on your heart. And he's always after your heart. Not just because he wants it, not just because he wants your love and your affection and your worship, but he realizes if he has your heart, he can work with you. He can co-union with you, co-labor with you, partner with you. Listen, what's born of God overcomes the world. And it's your heart that is the thing that will take on the seed of heaven. It's in your heart that you'll be able to capture what God has planned to do with your life and through your life. And if your heart is good, he can work with us. Anybody would like your heart to get a little bit of an adjustment today? It's interesting. Um, one of my heroes of the faith is a guy named George Washington Carver. Anybody heard of that guy? And he's kind of famous for discovering over 300 uses for the peanut. Crazy. But I didn't realize, and I've always shared his story kind of through that lens of, of innovation 
and having an innovative spirit. One of the things I love about an atmosphere like this is God will give you business ideas, creative ideas, child rearing ideas. He'll give you all kinds of ideas for the things that matter to you, for the problems that you need to solve, God wants to speak to us. That's why I love church, that's why I like Wednesday nights. I feel Wednesday nights are just a little bit more potent than a normal service. Um, but what I realized is that wasn't the first problem that George Washington Carver solved. Do you know why he needed to solve the problem of the peanut? He had warehouses full of peanuts and they were beginning to decay. So he cried out to God to give him wisdom. What do I do with all these things? So where did all these peanuts come from? See, he was born into the South. He was actually born into slavery. Before the age of one, he was stolen by people that human traffic and uh, taken away from everybody that he knew. And he was bought back by a member of his family with a horse. So he shouldn't even have been alive. I mean, there's really no, uh, there's really, you know, his, his, his beginning on the planet wasn't all that promising. And this is what I love about God. He doesn't need your beginnings to be all that promising. His promises work in anybody, in anybody. Sometimes God likes to pick people that had some jacked up beginnings to do something special with them. He likes to show off. So, uh, but how did he get all these peanuts? I'll tell you. Guess what they were growing in the South back in the day? Cotton. Cotton was the big thing. Cotton was the industry. It wasn't just the agriculture, it was the economy. Cotton was everything that the whole culture of the South depended on to be productive, to pay their bills. Here's what happened. If you keep growing cotton over and over and over and over, guess what it does? It depletes the nitrogen in the soil. And so you have good soil that was being used for good things, but over time, good soil got fatigued and leaked of all its nitrogen, and all of a sudden, it was no longer producing the product that was critical for its day. Have you ever felt your life no longer producing the product needed for your day? And what I felt to say tonight is I believe God's coming to bring some adjustment to our soil, to get our soil healthy again, fertile again, capable of growing healthy, godly produce. Anybody in? Anybody in? And it just so happens that he was a botanist. And this is what I love, being a marketplace guy, that God speaks to a botanist. God, one of the heroes of that era was a botanist. An economic hero came with an agricultural solution that he got from encountering God. So don't ever discount your role, your lot, your call, your passion, your dreams, your construction company, whatever it is that's in your hand, offer it to God and use it to bring solutions into your day. 
God is still in the business of solutions. In fact, it's his cheap, his, excuse me, his chief business is solutions. I believe, I believe Christians should be the greatest solution providers on the planet. Not the greatest complainers, not the greatest whiners, not the weak ones with no voice, but the people that continually show up with solutions. That's what God's looking for. The eyes of the Lord are looking throughout the entire earth, wanting, dreaming to co-union, to partner with someone, to show himself strong on behalf of someone that has a healthy heart, that has a heart that's fertile and ready for what he wants to do. God is longing. He is longing for the things of God to overcome the things of this world. This world's tricky. This world's confusing. This world's evil. This world's perverse. This world's wicked. That's why we're here. (laughs) So we can clean it up and fix it. I'll tell you what, that's when life gets really, really exciting. When you actually start changing the condition of culture so that life grows. Life should be coming out of us all the time. That's the will of God. If there is not life being produced in you, it's not because it's not his will. It's because there's adjustments that he's going to make in you. Some of those are gonna happen tonight. We are gonna have our altar team up here, our prayer team, laying hands on you, touching your heart, commanding soil shifts and nitrogen restored, dealing with things that are crippling and hindering your heart from producing fruit. Some of the things that are gonna happen tonight is you're gonna have the deposits, the seeds of heaven, the ideas of heaven, the creative thinking of heaven, the business ideas of heaven, the courage of heaven, the, 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 the heaven is going to get planted in your heart and your heart is gonna get ready. That's the kind of stuff that happens here at East Lake. I want you to know, we don't show up and sing a couple songs and check the religious box and then go home and not do nothing. No, 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 we show up to encounter God and get impregnated with the will and the word and the power of God so that we can influence culture. We're culture shifters. God's not nervous about today. He's actually excited. He's excited because you're here for such a time as this. You ready? Okay, so the name of tonight's message is Good Soil. Good Soil, I'm gonna share a couple of scriptures. We're gonna read them together. We're gonna start with Proverbs 4, 23. Let's bring it up here. Good Soil. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Okay, let's move on to Mark 4, starting in 15. This is the Passion Translation. And what falls on the beaten path represents those who hear the word, okay, but immediately Satan appears and snatches it from their hearts. So real quick, before we go on, I want us to know that the promises of God aren't faded. They're just promises. They need to be met with a fertile heart. They need to be met with a heart that's open to his will. And I don't just mean heaven. I don't just mean being saved. I don't just, I mean all of the economies of heaven. Everything that God wants to do in the earth, he's gonna do through you and me. And we need to have a heart that's open. But I'll tell you what, Satan's looking to snatch the word. He's afraid of the word of the Lord. 
He's afraid of the seed of God. He's trying to cut it off. He's trying to get you to get rid of it quickly. Okay, let's keep moving. Oh, wait, wait, wait. The seed sown on gravel represents those who hear the word and receive it joyfully. But because of their heart, I think the heart's important. You think the heart is critical for the kingdom of God to be realized on the planet. Absolutely. Okay, because their hearts fail to sink a deep root into the word, they don't endure for long. For when trouble or persecution comes on account of the word, they immediately wilt and fall away. Have you ever wilted? Come on, come on, come on. You know God told you to do something. You know God gave you all the idea, but the moment hardship came or the, the moment persecution came or the moment adversity came, all of a sudden you, you wilted. Come on, we all have. And this is really what I want to say is, is all of us are capable of wilting, but all of us are also capable of standing strong. So what we're doing is we're not judging people that wilt. What we're saying is let's rise up. Let's get better. Let's get the wilt out. Okay, let's keep moving. It gets better. And the seed sown among the thorns represents those who hear the word, but they allow the cares of this life and the seduction of wealth. Wow. Well, here we are called to preach that you're called to prosper, and yet I realize prosperity brings some challenges with it. Prosperity has the capability of choking out the word of the Lord. The, uh, the seduction of wealth and the desires for other things to crowd out and choke out the word so that it produces nothing. Wow. Okay. So here's what I'm hearing. There's multiple things that can shut your heart down from being productive. But the only thing that God wants to see in our lives is a productive heart. The only thing he's after. And it doesn't matter if you have acres and acres and acres of field or a small little plot on the side of the house. He's after a productive heart. Don't worry about how big your land is. Worry about how productive it is, how fruitful it is. Okay, let's keep going. But, 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 the seed sown on good soil represents those who open their Let's go, let's go. Who open their hearts to receive the word and their lives bear good fruit. Some yield a harvest of 30, 60, even 100 times more than was sown. How important is the heart? God is after harvest. God never sows seed without an intention to reap a harvest. Neither should you. Neither should you. You should never sow either without an intention of reaping a harvest. Sowing seed is not some religious activity. It's actually, it's actually sowing with an expectation of a harvest. One more scripture I'm going to share, and then we're going to talk about how to have good soil. I feel life in here. I feel life in here. I love Awakened Church, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, man, it's a good place. How many of you are like new for like maybe in the last six months? This is like still, hold, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. It gets better, it gets, it, it gets greater, it's, it, it, it gets deeper, it gets, it, it's, it's astounding. But let me say one thing it doesn't get. It doesn't get easier. 
The kingdom of God is not for the timid or those who are looking for pillows and rainbows and unicorns. The kingdom of God is for people that are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, the final scripture is out of Luke 6, verse 45. Let's put that out. A good man or woman brings good things out of the good stored up in their heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Please understand, you do not either have an evil heart or a good heart. You have a heart that needs work. You have a heart that is capable of being extraordinarily good extraordinarily courageous, extraordinarily loving, extraordinarily forgiving. You have a heart that has high capability. You have a heart that has the capability of producing hundredfold returns. And what I love about my heart is I get to work on it. I get to determine how good my soil is. It's not faded. I'm not just stuck with a jacked up heart. Sorry, can't work with that one. No, I get to bring my heart to the altar often to have it adjusted so that when God speaks to me, he can actually bring about what he intends to do through my life and I get to make changes and I am currently right now in some heart work, heart adjusting, trying to get my heart ready for the next thing, for the big thing. Anybody looking for the next thing? Anybody long for a new thing? Don't you wish that God would do something new and exciting? Get your heart ready. I promise us this. If we will get our heart ready, God will put something in it. Promise, promise, promise. Okay, so how? Let's talk about it. Good soil. We're gonna take the acronym SOIL, an acronym I've never preached. And I'm an acronym guy. Like God only speaks to me through acronyms. But SOIL has never been preached before. So we're gonna talk about four characteristics of a heart that God can use, that God can produce fruit in. All of us can have a condition in our heart that God can work with. All of us, all of us, all of us, all of us. There's no heart that's too broken, damaged, prideful that he can't work with as long as we bring the condition of our heart to him to work with. Good? First is a good steward. The S is stewardship. That means that when you're trusted with something, you bring it back to the person that trusted you better than you found it. Okay? That could be anything. You could borrow your uncle's car, but you just returned it with the gas tank full and you detailed it. That's stewarding. It doesn't have to be something big. It could, doesn't even have to be a car. It could be your cousin's bicycle or their skateboard. It could be a relationship. It's basically anything you're trusted with, a good stewarding heart returns it better than they found it. It's good, huh? You know what? Another definition of stewardship means productive. It's not the absence of bad. Listen, listen, being a good steward doesn't mean I just didn't wreck the car. And I feel like sometimes that's what we say. 
when, when somebody comes to inspect whether we've been a good steward or not, our, our definition of why we were a good steward is, well, I didn't ruin it. It's not worse than you gave it to me. Nobody stole it. Well, that's fine. We appreciate that. But isn't there another level of being faithful, of being a good steward? The, really, the definition of faithfulness means you multiplied it. I mean, they gave you 10 and you, you gave them back 15. You gave them back 20. You gave them back 12. Give them back something. That's the definition of being a good steward. If you want to have good soil, you need to be good at overcoming. That's the O in soil. What does it mean to have an overcoming heart? It means in this world you might have some challenges. You might have to, what are some of the things you've had to overcome recently? I don't know about you. 2020, I had to overcome a lot of offense. I realized I just don't like people very much. (laughs) The call of God is to love people and I don't even like people. And so I'm realizing I was offended, I was bitter. I I can't tell you how many times I was offended in the last year. Offenses will come, but a good heart deals with them properly. That means we know how to forgive and release people, let them go. I was forgiving somebody this morning once again. I feel like I am constantly in a state of forgiving. You know why though? Some people don't even deserve forgiveness. Forgiveness isn't for them anyway, it's for your heart. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. Forgiveness is for you and for your heart. An unforgiving heart can't produce anything. I found my heart has had to overcome so much And and listen, the secret to a heart is not that your heart gets hard. It's that your your skin gets thick and your heart stays soft. Listen, you need to be wise as serpents in this day. There's crazy people out there with crazy agendas that really mean you harm. You need to be wise and smart and still be tender in your heart. The most dangerous thing you can do is get a cold, hard, bitter, unforgiving, angry heart. But guess what? That was my heart quite a bit this last year. So what I'm saying is all of us have the capacity to let unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, resentment, jealousy, fill in the blank, pride, all of this stuff is common. All of us deal with it. But here's what the kingdom is. Deal with it. Deal with it. When you find things in your heart that don't belong and that are not conducive for God to grow something in you, that's fine. Just basically bring it to God and say, God, I realize I've been carrying something. If you want good soil, you need to have an overcoming heart. Let's go. You know what I found? You know what I found? God trusts people who have had to overcome things in their heart. In fact, some of the greatest rewards on the planet are for people who've had to overcome stuff in their heart, who could have easily gone down the road of bitterness, easily gone down the road of offense, easily gone down the road of resentment. That's easy. I didn't say the kingdom is easy. I just said it works if we have an overcoming heart. All the promises in Revelation. Read Revelation again. 
first three chapters, all seven letters to the different seven churches, all of them end with this. And he who overcomes, I have promises for. God still has promises for an overcoming heart. A, somebody who's good at overcoming. What's the eye? A heart that's open to inspection. Have you let anybody in to your heart? So when you have that crazy idea and that road rage, hung up on, yelled, kicked the dog again. Is it, I, listen, all of us kicked the dog in the last year. All of us lost it. All of us, all of us did something. If we could go back, we'd probably do it again differently. See, the kingdom isn't about never making a mistake. It's about letting people in to inspect your soil and say, you know, if I could be honest with you, I have a good friend of mine, uh, Pastor Tom Foster. I meet with him almost once a quarter right now because my heart has issues. I, I, I realize my heart, although the promises of God are good for me, my heart's not ready for them. So I've been meeting with an inspector Somebody who's like, I'm concerned that even some of your motives aren't for God, they're to please people or they're to prosper or they're for this and that. And he's like, I think you should consider this. This might be a better position to take in your heart. You see what I mean? All of us, listen, you know what? You know which cars are the most inspected on the planet? Valuable race cars. You, you can't imagine showing up to like a major race event and nobody's tinkered with that engine to get it perfect. Nobody's inspected that it's ready to go 500 miles at a ridiculous speed. Listen, this isn't for people that have problems. This isn't for broke down people only. This is for people that are called to do great things for the kingdom of God. And you need an inspector, you need a mechanic, you need a pastor, you need a connect leader. You need, you need to get to emerge. I discovered the higher level of life you wanna live, the more your life needs inspecting, the more your heart needs inspecting. Good? The final, you gotta have a good inspector too. Awaken has a bunch of them. We're not perfect, we're just like you. We got issues too. But you know what I discovered about a good inspector? They can relate to your issues. They haven't figured everything out. Oh, I remember this one day when I used to struggle with that or 20 years ago, but I repented and it's all gone now. You know what, no, no, no. We're all still dealing with stuff. If your inspector doesn't have anything going on, get a new inspector. One of the things I love about Awaken is we're just transparent. We're not gonna pretend and get on a platform and pretend that we're religiously pious and have it all figured out. Nope, nope, there's a lot of stuff we haven't figured out. There are things in our future we haven't figured out and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I don't know about you, but I find it encouraging when Pastor Jurgen gets up or Pastor Mike gets up and shares a struggle they have. Listen, I can't relate to your highlight reel footage. But if you wanna pull out some editing clips of stuff that you don't wanna show nobody, I feel good. I don't, I don't wanna compete with you. I just wanna know I can relate to you. We're all working on our hearts here at Awaken because God's got plans for us here, all of us. Final thing we need if we're gonna have good soil, and then I'm gonna hand this back. 
Dr. Mike Yeager. We need to have good land. And here's what I, what I mean by that. I've discovered that if I can be faithful in the land I have, not the land I want, not my next level, not somebody else's land, but if I can get the little plot of life that I have right now, me, my wife, my kids, my job, my fill in the blank, whether it's a small plot or a big plot, if I can make it good, that's the secret to promotion. Listen, listen, God isn't trying to get a hundredfold return on the land I don't possess, the land I'm not currently stewarding. He wants me to be faithful with the land I currently have. Never underestimate how powerful it is to be a good steward of the land you're in right now. That's the why I like the parable of the talents. Remember there was the guy with five, the guy with two, and the guy with one. When I showed up, I had like a half a talent. I didn't even have a full talent. But guess what? I was faithful with this tiny little morsel of land. And guess what happens when you're faithful? All of a sudden, you go from half a talent to a talent. And then you're here for another season. You go through some more challenges. You go through some of the same challenges that you thought you dealt with. Here they are again. You deal with those. And then all of a sudden, you get that little one acre of land fruitful. You make it good. And guess what happens? God will promote you into the next acre. And now you got two acres. All of a sudden, it's like, man, I got a little bit of land to work with here. But here's the secret to the next level of land. I got to get my current level. Might be two acres now but I gotta get it good. I gotta get it healthy. I dealt with pride in my little parcel. Now I got two parcels, I gotta deal with pride again. Deal with rejection again, fear of man again. Wow, I thought I dealt with this. No, I got new territory. I've been promoted into new land. I gotta get my land good. The good news is, is if I dealt with it on my little parcel, I can deal with it on my two acres. Guess what happens if I'm faithful with two acres? I'll get promoted to four acres. All of a sudden, I got a big business. All of a sudden, I got a family. I got influence. I'm trusted. God's got good land for you, but you gotta make your current land good now. Amen. God has good, good, good soil in mind for us because he wants to do great things in and Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.